Alright, let me um take go so y'all can be in it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm about to. Let me do it from here. I'm about to tag y'all in a second. If my computer act right. Peter acting all types of funny. Y'all can just go to my page and share it too. You rather I'm about to tag you. <clears throat> We're just waiting for a few more people to get in here. And then we're going to start the topic. <clears throat> How was y'all day going, though? It was good. How about you? It's all right. Can't complain. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and go. All right, we're back with the Vine Discussions podcast. We've been gone for a minute, of course, but we're back. It's okay. All right. <laughs> We had things going on, <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, we are back um, with another topic. Hopefully, we can have some consistency. It's not my fault; it's theirs. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> this doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're just gonna start off with prayer. Aubrey, do you, you want to start? Let's go. Three, two, one. You're You're muted. All right. And again, Lord, we thank you just for another day, oh God. We thank you for blessings in the midst of it all. We thank you for life. We thank you for health. We thank you for strength, oh God. We ask you to bless this session, oh God, that somebody may get something that they may need, oh God. We ask you to bless our lips, that fruit may come from it, oh God. We ask you to bless it, oh God. In Jesus' name, our hearts and souls say amen. All right, amen. So our topic that um, we decided to talk about is God's promise, uh, the timing of God. Um, so one of the first questions I wanted to start off with is, <clears throat> number one, why is it important 
to seek God in everything that we do. Because um, there's many decisions that we can make in life, um, say our jobs, uh, what church we go to, um, and different things that, you know, some people don't even consider the Lord in their decision making. So why is it important to seek God and the decision making and decisions that you make on everything that you do? Anybody can go. I'll go. Um, if I can get some nuggets, I would say um, it's very important to seek God because if we don't, then if we try to do things our way, it's going to fail. And that's for anything, life situations, jobs, applications, anything that, you know what I mean, I feel like that we interested in, if we don't seek God, then, you know, at least, you know, uh, hear his voice on directions, instructions, on what he wanted to do, then I think, I feel like it would be perfect, you know, and I also think that we, we will succeed. We will definitely succeed. Uh, anybody else? Why is it um, important to see God in um, everything that we do? To piggyback off of what uh, Unique said, I just think like, just like she said, um, you know, it's important, especially as believers um, to seek God because we want him to bless what we do. Right. So whether it's getting a new job, whether it's moving to a new location, whatever it is, we're supposed to trust God and everything as believers. And so if we say we trust him, then a part of that trust looks like us giving to God our decision making. Um, and so I think it's important, especially as believers, for us to seek God because, you know, we want him to bless what we do. We don't just want to move out of our own will and emotion or out of our own feelings. And then when things go crazy or go haywire, we like, dang, Lord, what happened? And God, he probably up there like what happened was you didn't consult me. So, um just to piggyback off of what Unique said, I think is important because, like she said, we want to be successful in what we do. Um, and if we want God to bless it, then we got to get his input on it. We got to seek him first. So. Number one, that's what the word says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Well, go ahead. You better preach. You meet it, ma'am. I didn't know if we were waiting on me. I was going to say, um, I was going to say, because the word says so, um, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Simple answer. Um, <laughs> there's really not much more I have to say on that. That's the word. Ma'am, this I mean, was your question. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's just it. But, I mean, obviously there's much more that you could say if you don't seek him. Um, a lot of times we don't seek him and then we wonder why things are the way they are. Well, we didn't seek him. And then seeking him becomes put, putting him first. We don't put him first, then I mean, there's a lot. Blessing your storehouse, tithes and offering. I mean, we could go on. But again, it comes back to the scripture. Um, putting him first in all your ways is not just, I mean, acknowledging first in all your ways is not just, Lord, I want to buy this sandwich. What should I get? Chicken or fish? It's, <laughs> it's much more than that. I mean, because we don't put him first and then we expect one thing I used to say coming up in church is that we expect God to do things, but then we forget about God once he does it. Or one thing I could never understand is that we think God understands us being on time for work, but being late for church. God don't understand that, you know? So again, it's about acknowledging him in all of our ways and continuing to do that as we continue to grow in him. All right. So, um, <clears throat> Piggybacking off of that, um, how can you tell when something is God approved and when it's not? I always go to <laughs> the example of one of the things I can never understand is if we do what the number one question was we just answered, which is uh, consult God in every decision that we make. If we consulted God and I pray, say, for my husband, God, give me this husband, blah, blah, blah. And then I get them. And then I end up getting divorced. I never understood how that could happen. If I pray to God for something specific, he gives it to me. And then it ends up not working out. 
Um, so how can you tell when something is God approved and when it's not? Anybody can go. Well, this scripture came to mind. I just looked it up. It's another one in Proverbs. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. That's something that I always hear when, um, and I'm not saying it's necessarily right, but that's a scripture that's always been brought to my attention when it comes to the blessing of, of God. It doesn't bring sorrow. That's not to say that it won't have a trial and tribulation, but it doesn't bring no sorrow. That's one thing I feel like you can tell when it's a blessing from the Lord because it's not going to bring you no sorrow. Example, I use a simple example. People say, oh, I've been praying and asking God for a car. Well, God always also gives you common sense. So God is not, if you go out and sign for a car that you can't afford, that's not the blessing of the Lord. We try, and one thing I always said in my church coming up is that we put God in things that he don't belong. And sometimes people look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, if you didn't put air in your tire and your tire is coming flat and you're like, God knew that he didn't want me. No, God had nothing to do with that. He gives you common sense. If you saw or you know that you need air in your tire and you continue to drive on it, don't put God in that saying, oh, well, God knew he didn't want me to show up here. And God, no, God is not in that. That is you. You know, so um, a lot of times when things don't seem to be going right, or it doesn't bring what it should, check it. Um, and maybe God didn't put that there uh, because it's not, and a lot of times we be like, oh, I've been praying and asking God for this. Well, you went out and you signed for that car. So did God really bless you with that? Or did you just sign for it? <laughs> you know, or did you just go and grab it? Because a lot of times, like Ayana said, we'll pray and we'll ask God for things. And then it's like, so that's, I think that's a sure way of seeing. Um, and what are, what are the fruits like of the tree? Is it barren fruit or is it rotten? Um, how are the roots of the tree? Are they, are they dead? Is it growing? Is it, it's a lot. Um, so I think seeing that is one, one way you can tell whether God is in something or not. I think that's really like, <laughs> Albany pretty much like hit the nail on the head. Like that, that's really it right there. And thinking of it like parallel to what she said, I also thought about it in terms of season as seasons as well. Like, how do you know when God is approving something for the next season? You know what I mean? And so I just, you know, been thinking about stuff like in my life, like for those who don't know, you know, I've moved around a lot. I've lived a couple of different places and I always consult God. Like we talked about in the first question, I always consult God when I was getting ready to move. But I also had to pay attention to, to what was going on around me in the current season. And so just like Albany was saying, like, how does the fruit look like, you know, certain stuff in the current season started drying up, started changing, started being different. So that was one of the signs like, okay, God, maybe it is time to, to move. But once again, it was important that I consulted him about that because timing, you know, is everything. And I don't want to get into the next question or any other questions that might come up, but timing is really everything. You know, he may approve something and it may not be the time to do that yet. And I think when I say that, I think about David, you know, he was anointed king. And right after that, Saul came after him to take his life. So it wasn't his time to step into that kingship yet, but it was approved by God that he was going to be the king. And so uh, I'd say all that to say, like, you know, just thinking about it in terms of seasons, I think that sometimes God does approve certain things for certain seasons, but there there also is a time, um, a time restraint. Well, not restraint, but like a time thing on that as well. So just do, him approving it and him allowing it to happen in his timing. So, yeah, that's what I had to say about that. Unique. I'm cracking up at the hand raise. <laughs> Go ahead. You got a mute. Even when um, Ecclesiastes in chapter three, when Solomon was telling um, the people how it's a time for everything, you know, when it's our time, it's our time. If it's time for us to die, if it's time for us to live. If it's time, time for us to whatever, we have to wait until it's time. Our time. Google it. Definitely, for sure. Those were all um, good answers. Um, so my next question would be, um, what are some of the benefits of operating in God's timing? Which is out of his timing. 
what are some of the benefits of operating in God's ordained time versus out of his time? You ain't gonna bear no fruit. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, and it just makes me think, but I'm gonna refrain from what came to mind. But no, I'm not actually, um, because we're living in a season where everybody wants to be. And it's just like, where, where's the fruit? I remember we were doing a podcast before a session and Shara was saying how like, talking about how the mantle of old is like, it's hard, to, it's not being necessarily passed down because of kind of the time that we're living in. And for me, it's like, everybody wants to run around being a mini bishop. And it's like, where are the fruits of you wanting to be a mini bishop? Where is that at? Everybody wants to be, Everybody wants to be a chief, but nobody wants to be an Indian. And for the life of me, I cannot understand that. I cannot. I don't understand. Because for me, I just don't get it, you know. And um, and I'm not saying everybody's not called to be a chief, because there are some. The Bible says that. I give you some this. I give you some that. I give you some this. That's the word. But there's no way everybody's called to be a chief. There's no way everybody's called to be a chief. There's just no way. Um, so I think that that's the benefit. When you operate in God's timing, everything will flow the way it should. Um, things will work out the way it should. There will be ways out of no way. As, you know, we'll say that old thing, but it's true. There'll be ways out of no way. Things will fall together. You ain't going to have to, like the car situation, things will just come together. You ain't going to have to, oh, I'm going to get some more money for the down payment. Like stuff like that, it's not going to, it's not, and you might have to, and it still might be God's timing, but it's not going to be a roughing and a tussing in order for things to come together. It's just going to move. You know, the Bible says, ask what you will and it shall be given. So it's not going to be like that. Um, so that's what I think, you know, versus when we in our own time, it's like, you know. And I also to piggyback off of what Albany said, um, I think one of the major benefits of operating in God's time versus our time is that the thing that we're trusting him for or desiring it will be complete and whole. So it won't be premature when we get it. You know what I mean? Because if you operate in something prematurely and you don't give it time to fully develop, then, you know, it won't be fully developed or whole, you know, for you to use it or for you to have it or whatever. And so I think one of the major benefits is just, you know, the thing that we're trusting God for or desiring it comes whole. It comes full because we didn't operate prematurely. We waited. And then a lot of times also, you know, there's processes that we have to go through. Right. I have this saying that I always say God's way is not just right. It's better. There have been many times in my life where I've done things and operated out of self and it kind of shipwrecked for me. It was like a shipwreck, <laughs> you know, and so like operating in God's timing I feel like, you know, one of the major benefits is that whatever I'm trusting him for or the thing that I'm desiring, it will be complete and whole. I won't have to worry about it falling apart. I won't have to worry about it shipwrecking. You know, it'll be complete and whole. His way is not just right. It's much, much better. So, yeah. One word, smooth. Everything will go smooth. I felt smooth in my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. So this is um my next question. And we could spend probably spend some time on this one. Um so <laughs> we're talking about basically having patience. And I think this is one of the most difficult things, not only for um believers, but especially more so probably for people who are um probably babes in Christ and different things like that. And it's like okay, God, you know me, you know my struggles, you know what I'm going through, you know, the situations that I'm dealing with. So why is it so hard for us to remain patient and faithful until God fulfills his promise or whatever it is that we may need? Um, and if you have an example of that, you can um, give an example. Um, I have multiple answers. So I'll start with the, I guess the first question. I think that it's difficult because obviously we're humans and we want things when we want it. It's like, my, I think my dad says it, like who likes to hear the word no? Nobody likes to hear the word no. So that would be the answer to that. We just want things when we want it. We don't want to wait. Um, as far as for, do I have an example? Of course, the example that came to mind is women in the church wanting to be married. 
that's something I can definitely relate to. However, the second part, I don't know if I can relate to that because I don't think I get frustrated with God. I don't think I can mm. add that I'm frustrated with the Lord. Frustrated with waiting, of course, with specific things, but mm. frustrated with the Lord? No, I don't think so. I'm not a type of person that when something doesn't go how I get planned, I get frustrated with God. I might get frustrated with self, but not God himself. Um, but the example that I would give is women in the church, because I feel like that is a big topic that we do not talk about. Um, that is something that I feel like a lot of women get tired of, um, and it becomes difficult um, to wait for... Um, wait, <laughs> wait for that man to come or for you to start courting or dating or, you know, whatever. That's the one thing that came to mind that can be difficult for. Cause I feel like in, in other things, yeah, you can, there's situations that we go through, but that is the one that sticks out to me when I read that question. Um, so it can be difficult just to wait and yeah, it just can get difficult. But as far as for a time where I was frustrated with God, I mean, maybe I was like, God, come on. But I don't really call that frustration. I might get frustrated because a lot of times when we ask God to bring us through something, it's because we already put ourselves there. God didn't put you in that situation. You put yourself there. Um, so getting frustrated with God to me is pointless because most of the time he already gave you a warning and you moseyed yourself right in there anyway. Like about that car I told you about. You already knew you couldn't afford it, but yet you went into Toyota dealership anyway. And you said, I want the Pathfinder. You said, I want this, knowing you couldn't afford it. So you got it. And you're like, Lord, I need a breakthrough. I need a... Don't come to God now when you should have never walked in there. So um, getting frustrated with God, no, but I think that is a, a good example of uh, waiting and remaining patient. And a lot of time I think that's taken out of context, but we're not even going to touch that. <laughs> so, yeah. What? What's out of context? The whole the example that I gave, like the whole women waiting on the Lord. Um, I'm sorry, waiting oh. on Lord to send you a mate which I do believe that that is what you should do, but I do not believe that that scripture is in the context that we use it a lot of times. I think we take it and we make it one thing, but that's not necessarily what it is. Um, but I do believe, I don't believe you should go chasing a man. Absolutely not, sis. But um, I do believe that it, we use it in a way that not necessarily it's intended for. But that's just me. But that's my example and that's my answer. All right, anybody else? Patience is one of the fruit of the spirit, so we can't make it in without patience. <laughs> I don't have it yet. I think that's easy to say, but as a human, um, I think that's easy to say. Go ahead. But as a human, we just we're human made. I was just telling Shard, I think when I was talking to her, there's a saying that people say all the time that like God knows my heart. Like if they slip up or if they do something or whatever. But I was telling her, I got up at a district council one time and I was like, we say that. Like, we used to wear them braces like WWJD. But in all seriousness, and you're finding stuff in the situation, what would Jesus do? And in the same quote, um, God does know your heart. So even in frustration, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. It wouldn't be there if we weren't allowed to be angry. So it's about knowing your barriers and knowing what your cutoffs are um, and knowing how to regulate your anger. Everybody's a work in progress. So I think even in it being a fruit of the spirit, we are to learn those fruits of the spirit. But I think that it's easier said than done. And we all are humans, you know, so it's a good question, honestly. Um, but we have to remain to be patient. But even when you're being patient, that's why the word says, while you're waiting, be of good carriage. You have to continue to work on being of good carriage. You have to continue to do the things. It's like they always bring up that. I don't know if y'all heard. I heard it all the time coming up in Bible study. You can't just say you want a job and not put in an application. It's that type of example. If you want something, work towards it. That's not taking away your patience. That's not taking away your prayer and fasting. But you work towards it. If you want a house, you work towards it. If you want a car, you work towards it. If you want to improve your credit score, you work towards it. If you want a mate, you work towards it. You can't just go around looking any kind of way and think that somebody's going to want you, male and female. You can't just come to the table presenting nothing, thinking that you, it's just so much that we could do working towards what it is that we're waiting on God for. It's pretty much where I'm getting at. And I feel like I'm talking too much, so I'm going to go ahead and revert back. You hitting the nail right on the head, sis. I mean, I agree with what everybody just said. And I like as I'm looking at the question, um, why it's difficult to remain patient and faithful until God fulfills his promise. So it's interesting the way that that question is worded because it says remaining patient and faithful until God fulfills his promises. So when I read that in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it kind of ties in with the one of the questions that was already asked when God approves something. 
So when I read this in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, the promise is already mine. I just have to wait until the timing. So that part, knowing that God says yes, it'd be one thing if God says, no, don't do that. Don't go that way. You already know the answer. No. So you have nothing. You have no more expectation from that because you already know the answer is no. But when God has promised something and you know that that is supposed to be yours, I feel like that's when the waiting gets a little challenging because it's like, all right, Lord, I know for sure I heard you say this. I know for sure that this promise is mine. And it's kind of like I'm waiting in the hallway until the door is open, you know? And so I think that's where the frustration comes in because, you know, and that second part, the frustration, I know when I'm frustrated, like, I'm frustrated at everything. I'm frustrated at the situation. I'm frustrated at the people. Sometimes I may even be frustrated at people who didn't even do anything. I'm just frustrated. That's how I am. But I say that to say, like, sometimes the frustration comes because you know that the thing is yours. You know, like I said, it'd be one thing if God said, no, you know, that ain't yours, then you're not expecting anything from that situation. But when you're in expectation of something that, you know, God said that, you know, you heard from God it becomes frustrating because then you start doubting like, well, maybe I didn't really hear God. Maybe he really didn't say that this promise was mine. Maybe I'm just looking in the wrong direction. You start doubting yourself and the enemy, he plays on that to, to make you continue doubting yourself. So I really like the way the question is worded, like why it's difficult to remain patient and faithful until he fulfills his promise, because it, it gives me hope that yes, there is a promise. I just got to wait till he fulfills it. And so I I think that's where it becomes difficult when you know it's yours and you know you heard God, but it still has not fell into your lap or fell at your table. So, Can you got anything? They both just <laughs> they both really, you know, uh, say some good things. Um, remain patient. That That's I'm really, I'm really feeling that, um, even prophetic, prophetically, um, our patient, being patient can, you know, prevent us from getting hurt, can prevent us from danger, you know, wait on the Lord and be a good courage. That's all I can say, because y'all done said everything, you know, and there's some, this question is really you know, something to really think about for for a somebody that's, you know, a believer, you know what I mean? And you know, somebody that don't really have the faith that they really need. I'm learning how to expect the unexpected. So if he doesn't talk if he if I ask the Lord for for a thing and I'm sure whatever I decree it will be established, but I have to wait until the Lord, you know, um Give me instructions, give me answers, give me directions. And everything will fall in order and in place. So I would say, um, obviously everything y'all said was good. I'd say for me, um, yes, there can be um, frustration in situations where you are waiting for the Lord for something that he promised. Like an example for me was the Holy Ghost. So I would get frustrated when I went to the altar. I saw my friends get it. Everybody else is getting it, but I didn't get it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm stopped. I'm not coming up no more. Like, I'm not going to keep doing it. Like you probably, <laughs> I know how I talk. Like I really talked to the Lord like that. Okay. You promised it to me. Like this is what you said. I tried it. It didn't work. I tried it multiple times. It didn't work. So it's like, yes, I can, you know, people do have that frustration sometimes where it's like, you're waiting, you're waiting. You said you promised it to me, but it hasn't come yet. But what y'all said was um, great input. So my follow-up questions to that would be, um, um, how do you, how do you wait? And what does that actually look like? Because as the example that Albany gave in regards to um, marriage, um, I say for a young man, or young woman who is waiting for marriage, how do you wait? Like you're okay, you're you're telling me to wait, but you're also not giving me instructions on what to do while I wait. So <laughs> you're just telling me to wait on marriage, but at the end of the day, I'm still a human being. I'm still flesh. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how how do we wait and what does that actually look like? And anybody can go first. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So with that being, <laughs> with that being said, you know, while you're waiting, you know, God will give them instructions. Maybe, you know, um, it's not, you know, maybe they not really, how can I say this? Um, they not prepped yet, if I would say, you know, but if they continue to wait and continue to follow Christ, then never know when they go in, in their closet, their prayer room, whatever they may Whatever they alter may be in the house, the Lord might tell them, okay, now it's, it's your time. Um, I need you to go to Valentino's or I need you to go to Denny's at a certain time. I need you to, you know, do this, you know, because, I mean, you can't find if you don't, you can't find nobody if you don't go out, you know what I mean? You have to, you know what I mean, do them things. But um, I'll, to answer that first question, just wait on the Lord. Just keep following him. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to, you know, go against his word. And then you be like, Lord, I should have just, you know, waited on you. I think also to um, piggyback, I think also one of the things that we can do while we's waiting, while we are waiting, um, especially in the example with like, you know, waiting on a spouse for God to send you a spouse. Um, I think one of the things that we can do in our singleness, just to use that example, um, is to work on ourselves. Right. And I think I had this conversation with Albany, um, maybe a couple of days ago. Like, I feel like a lot of times we pray. Um, and that's one of the things that we can do while we wait is pray. But I feel like a lot of times we pray and we ask God for certain things, right? But then the question becomes, are you prepared for what you're asking him for? You know what I mean? And so if I'm, if I know that I'm a single woman, if I know that I'm waiting on marriage, I know that I'm waiting on a husband. My second prayer after praying for God to send that is Lord, help me to be a wife. Help show me how to be a wife. Show me, because I don't want to learn how to be a wife once the husband comes. I want those qualities and characteristics to start being there already. And of course, we don't know everything when we go into marriage. There's stuff that we learn along the way. But I'm just saying, I think a lot of times uh, people complain about, oh, you know, I haven't got the husband yet. And I'm talking from a single standpoint. I'm a single person. And, you know, I've been waiting just like a lot of women and men on the Lord to send their spouse. And um, I'm still waiting. And so in that time, I've learned how to ask God after praying for the spouse and after praying that he sends me a good husband, God fearing, all of that, the whole checklist. After asking him for those things, I then turn around and immediately say, OK, Lord, now help me to be ready for that. As much as you're preparing him for me, prepare me for him. Help me show me how to, you know, do wifely duties and do the things that I need to do and stuff like that. So I think that's an um, important thing as well. Praying and asking God, praying while we wait, but praying specifically and asking God to help us to be ready and prepare for the thing that we're asking him for. And that's in any situation. It doesn't necessarily have to be with a spouse. Um, go ahead, Unique. Um, I know we on Facebook Live, so I hope I'm what I'm about to say don't offend the people. But I'm very much so against, you know, when you know people goes to, you know, the not say I'm more against it, but it's more so of, you know, I feel like that's not from God when people go to, you know, single ready to mingle, um, conferences. Um, <laughs> it's like. You know, I, I honestly don't think that's, you know, um, from God. And I say that because, you know, in that, in that, um, in them type of facilities or whatever, we may, you know, find somebody, whatever, that look good, you know what I mean? And have on the nicest suit or the nicest dress or whatever like that. But because we did not wait, we wanted to do things on our own. We wanted to go to, um, you know, different conferences, different whatever, um, concerts, you know, in that uh, area, I just feel like, you know, um, that's not the way to find your spouse. I mean, I could be wrong, but, you know, that's just my opinion, you know, because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, me personally, I'd rather just, you know, you know, if I was to tell somebody that, you know, 
not saying you can't go, but you know, I, I'd rather put someone to wait. <laughs> oh God, we go. Uh, um. So, is this question geared so towards like marriage? It's not. Um, the exam. Um, I just came up with the question when you brought up okay. the whole marriage thing well, in the first question. But my thing, the yeah. thing that I was more, I more so gathered from the question when you started talking about marriage is, like I said, if you tell pastors tell us as young people to, yeah, you know, marriage is the way. That's what you're going. Yeah, it, that marriage is the way, but you don't give us the steps how to s- sustain ourselves and what to do in that process of waiting for marriage but well as i'll start to say the the church doesn't teach that so i'll just go ahead and say that um so and i'm sorry y'all know i've loved the church church is my everything as well as the lord but that's just a fact um like i made a post a long time ago and i got a lot of feedback from a lot of ladies about it. it was like the church is so they'll tell you to wait on the Lord, but they don't tell you how as a young, say, woman in the church. So that's where I kind of knew Ayanna was kind of going there. I thought so, because we discussed stuff like that before. And not just with women, with young men. <laughs> so when it comes to that, I'm going to lean towards more what Char was saying, because we're all around the same age. As far as for waiting, focus on self. I told Sister Debbie, um, the Joel's now in-law, she said something maybe six youth congresses ago when we was all in Williamsburg. And it has stuck with me ever since. And she said when Harry and Hannah's dad came, she was so involved and wrapped up in church that she wasn't even like looking or worried about him because she was so wrapped up in church that she wasn't like, oh Lord, send me a man, Lord, send me a man. She was so wrapped up in the kingdom that when he came, it was like, oh, okay. But I was so wrapped up in church that that wasn't where my mind was. Um, and I said, it stuck with me ever since she said that, because a lot of times we are too focused on that thing than being focused on other things. When you are a single woman, one thing you can do is, like Charlotte said, focus on yourself. Because a lot of times, another thing that's not taught in churches, we are not, we are not <laughs> on our podcast session that we had with um, the business one with Alyssa and Tia. There are so much more that we can teach on the natural that we do not. What are your finances like? What is your credit like? Because y'all both can't be out here not being able to buy a couch. So it's so much that we can teach that we don't. So let's forget the bedroom because it's more than that. Because what if his hip break, then what? And it's like, so much more than what we focus on. Because for me, it's like what I talk about, I don't, it's about so much more than that. Because you can be, look good, but I will, okay, and next. Because once I get to know you, your looks fade. Because if you can't present so much more to me, then I'm like, all right, you look fine, you're great. But that doesn't, and I'm saying that because we don't teach these things. Some people don't have the the parents or the foundation to teach them this. So it's like, it's more than that. So back to Star's point, we don't teach the brick and mortar. We don't teach that you can get an education as they were also saying in the business one. You can go get your degree. You can go do this. You can go do that. But I feel like as soon as we get 18 in 20, 21, 22, we're like so wrapped up in the baby making and the getting married, which is okay if that's what you want. But it's so much more to life. Your singleness, enjoy it. Because when you get married, you can't pick up and go like I can. I can go to Chicago next week or Cali next week if I want to because I don't have nobody. When you're married, that's all that's over and canceled. We don't teach that and we don't, we don't really finesse it we don't love on it you know what I mean like we should and it's not until you get a specific age where you're like dang I could have been 25 over in Aruba with my friends and it's like yeah you could have but instead you were so focused on getting married and I thank God that even though I had specific things that I had like it's so much more that you realize when you turn a specific age like I'm not that same person I was 10 years ago six two years ago so I think how you wait is change your mindset on this is your singleness, like Sean said. Focus. I'm not saying that you don't go through because sis, I get it. I get it. But there's so much more to life than marriage and, and children. Because when you get there, with your singleness is not the same. It's not changing diapers and having babysitters. 
enjoy yourself when you when you don't have that because when you have that it's so much more um so that's what i would say to answer that question again i feel like it needs to be taught because there's so many things that we skip over um i think it was Lindsay that said in that same podcast she was just like she grew up and we taught like you get the holy ghost you get saved you stay saved you get married and that's the pinnacle of life and it's like what about the education part what about what if i want to go get my degree what if i want to buy masters what if i want to do this so i think that's how we wait we focus and like what i said earlier you, you punish yourself build yourself so you have something to offer and if you don't that's okay sis i'm not saying that you or him is not you know are not desirable or you can't get married because if you don't have anything and he don't have anything that's when you build together but have the mindset that you can build together don't have a plan have an action plan so build yourself in your singleness that's how i say you wait um and focus on the right things keep yourself busy um in the church if you can get yourself some friends that are going the same way as you not the opposite way because they can't be looking back and you looking forward. Y'all can't walk the same way. So you got to be looking the same way in order to go the same way. So that's what I would say to answer that question. And I hope it answers it. All right. So my next question is, should we question the timing of that? <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, because you heard again, going up, growing up in church, you shouldn't question God. I don't, I don't agree with that. Which all might I I don't because I think it's healthy to ask questions. I mean, I, just like all, just like Albany said, like you heard growing up that you shouldn't question God, you shouldn't. But I'm starting to the more you you grow and you live and you learn, I'm starting to realize realize asking questions is very healthy, you know. And it's not necessary that I'm challenging God, but I'm just asking questions. And I, anybody who knows me, I'm a question person, like. If I'm starting a new job or I'm start, I will question you down because I rather ask questions and get an understanding than to go and mess something up, mess something, mess something up. And so, like, I feel like asking questions is healthy. So I ask God all the time. Like, if I know He told me something or He said something is mine, I'll be like, "All right, Lord, I know I'm waiting, but is it happening today? Not today? Okay, we'll wait." <laughs> and you know, and I'll just not question Him to like get Him to hurry up and do it, but. Asking questions, asking questions is healthy. It helps. I ask them to get them to hurry up and do it. <laughs> I mean, well, that's I too. This already, the thing that a lot of times I feel like we look at God like he's just, you know, those fake statues that you see where he be like, Ooh, and he's like, you gotta come to him like, Lord, Heavenly Father. I be like, God, I told right. God just like right. that. Like, I don't, I used to say it coming up. You can, I used to be like, I thought to God like he's sitting right in my car. I be like, God, I don't want that. Right. Because God, he, God loves an honest heart. And that's why I said what I said to you the other day, like, God do know your heart and he knows I'm not disrespecting him. I'd be like, Lord, I don't want that. I talk to him just like that. And I'd be like, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to. And I know you don't think I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, Lord. I'm like, oh God, I'm saying, I would talk to him just like he's one of y'all. Because I, God knows my heart. I know I'm not supposed to be disrespectful. And I've heard people, some people say they disagree. They think you should go to God like, oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you. I don't feel like I should go to my Lord and Savior who gave me the Holy Ghost as my ultimate gift like, like that. If something happens in life, I'm like, God, why did, why did you allow that to happen? I'm genuinely curious. And I'm like, maybe you just, maybe it's going to happen for your glory. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get my chicken. Like, I legit talk to him just like that because Who's another friend like the lowly Jesus? Ain't that the words of the song? Like we sing all these hymns, but then we don't believe the words. I'm singing because he is my friend. And I go, I told somebody like, Lord, please don't let me get a ticket when I'm going to Baltimore because you know I'm up to speed. <laughs> Just like that. Like, seriously. So my answer again is yes. Now maybe you should be careful um in how you how you continue to do things or something like that. But as far as for questioning him, I, yeah, I'm not one of those people that say you shouldn't question God. I don't think anything's wrong with it. So I will say that the scripture that came to mind is um, Matthew 7 and 7. Um, Acts and it shall be given uh, unto you. Seeking you shall find. Knocking the door shall be open. So, I mean, the word literally says to ask. <laughs> Where is that noise? But yeah, also, anybody else? Can I add to the unless Unique, was you about to say something? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but I have to beg the differ. Um, I have to only because, um, sometimes I think we question God due to clarification of his will. Um, 
if we asking God for something, I um I feel like we're rushing him. We rushing him. If you know, let his will be done. You know, for example, I had a situation in twenty nineteen, I'm sure y'all know. And, you know, um I did, you know, you know, with that situation, I did question God. I did, you know what I mean? But as I start to pray and, you know, um seek his face, you know, he told me that, you know what I mean, I was gonna take care of you. Yeah, it hurts. Yes, it do. You know what I mean? But let my will be done. You know what I mean? Because if he wanted it to go forth, he would have let it go. To let it. I'm sorry, I can't even get my words out. But he would have, you know, let it, you know, proceed. So, um, for us questioning him, I, I disagree. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, let. I mean, because we can't question him, but then we, we want time too. We can't question and then still, you know, um, we can't. It's, it's one or the other. Whether we gonna question him, whether we gonna believe that he's gonna come through for come through for us, he's gonna, you know, answer us or whatever like that, or if we're not. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, his will gonna be done, whether you like it or not. Because he wants the best for us. So I would have to say, no, I don't think it's good to question God. I would say um, that's almost like a part of our humanity. That's just like, obviously, God is our father and we're his children. So I, I look at it as even in the aspect of um, a child, like Albany was saying, a child talking to their parent. Like, if you have a child in a car seat, they're asking you 50 million times, are we there yet? They made a movie about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> you know, tell the parents says, calm down, we almost there. You know what I'm saying? So they give you an answer. Um, and I, I kind of, you know, see the same approach with like, God is like, yes, I do have faith. I have faith that you're going to get me to where I need to go or faith that um, you're going to give me what I'm asking for. But I'm a little curious. I'm a little antsy. Um, and that's just the humanity side of me because I'm still flesh. Um, but go ahead, Charlotte. No, I was just going to, so I was going to say something totally different, but just to, uh, piggyback off of kind of what Unique was saying, like, I kind of get kind of where Unique is coming from. Now I'm not changing my answer, but I'm just saying, I get where she's coming from. Like, cause the question said, should we question the timing of God? So if we're looking at it from the standpoint that, I'm questioning what God said, then yeah, I kind of understand what Unique is saying because that means we're not really trusting and having faith in him. But if we're questioning along the process, then I don't think anything's wrong with that. I think it's okay to, you know, ask questions and stuff. Um, and so that that's not what I was originally going to say. But I was one of the things that I wanted to say was that, you know, I think that above anything, God just wants relationship with us, right? And I think a lot of times we'll go to other people with our questions, right? Like I'll just talk to my cousin the other day. I talked to her like almost every day. She's like a sister to me. And I said, what you think about this? Do you think I should do? I was literally asking her questions that I probably should have taken to God. And then when I make a move, just like we said earlier, when you do something and it doesn't pan out, then we're frustrated and mad at God. And God is like, well, why didn't you come to me with that? You trusted the advice of your cousin. You trusted the advice of your friends. And you go to them and you ask them, why don't you trust me in that manner? So that's why I said, you know, having those questions with God, being in relationship with God is just like any other relationship. You got to spend time with God. You got to talk to him. You got to communicate with him. Right. And so. Anything that I have to take up, I take it up with God. I ask him those questions. Piggyback, I mean, to going back to my answer saying, yes, it's okay to ask him questions. So that's just that's just how I see it. And what was your other point? Me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What was my other point? <laughs> I don't know. You said you were going in a different direction at first. Yeah, no, I, that's I just said it. So that's what I was going to say originally, but at first I I was um, answering, I mean, not answering, piggybacking off of what you need to say. All right. Um, so my last question is, um, what are some ways that you believe uh, can help one through their process of waiting on the Lord? 
Um, I'm going to say transparency um, is a big thing, I think. Um, just going back with the, the marriage thing. I mean, since we've already talked about that a lot, I'm going to just use that again as an example. Um, you know, it's kind of like what Albany said earlier that, you know, people that tell you to wait on God, God's going to send them, God's going to do it. And yet they, they're not real or transparent about how the process went for them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I just feel like transparency is a big thing. Um, if we as believers, if we can help someone along the way, then I feel like we're doing what we're supposed to do as believers. And so, um, I mean, if we know that somebody is going through the same process that we went through, don't just try to give them the Christian answer. No, tell them the real of it. You know what I'm saying? Be transparent with them. Let them know that, hey, baby, this ain't easy, but you can do it. You're going to go through some things, but you can do it. You might have this little struggle in your flesh or you may have this little thing, but you can do it. You know what I'm saying? So I think, um, and just like Albany said, we used to didn't see that a lot growing up. I feel like the church has gotten better with that they have gotten better with being a little more transparent, but I feel like it's always, you know, just trust them, just wait on them when, okay, you're telling me to trust them. You're telling me to wait on them. You know, what do I do in that process? So I would say being transparent is a, is a very, you know, easy because one of the church mothers told me, she's like, look, baby, I was a hot tail when I was out in the world. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I had struggles and I appreciated her realness. I appreciated that because it's like, all right, I ain't crazy. I ain't out here by myself thinking that, you know, I don't have such certain struggles. Like, you know, everybody goes through it. So I think transparency is a big thing. anybody else i'm gonna have to agree um transparency um is key hi cousin it it is because i love it christian answer <laughs> i got weak because that is what people do you know like it's just so many things that they do like they, they we're, we are sorry not they we we're quick to be like the bible says wait on the lord you know like come on you know, I just would like kill it. You're like, like, come on. Like, we know what the word says, you know, but in, in rea the reality of it is that we need assistance with knowing how to wait on the Lord and how to trust God's timing. And I think Ayana hit it earlier when she was like, the hows are not, the hows are not really talked about or we don't tell people how. So I think being transparent and letting people know, like, this is how you do it and, and not knocking people down when they are falling. Um, because that's something that I feel like we, I don't know if I see a lot of that. Um, and I think that's something that's important to do, to let people know, like, it's okay. You don't have to stay down, but you have to get back up. I did a just man fall seven times. Um, so you, um, you have to, you have to know how to get, you have to show them, like, look, you got to get back up, but this is how you do it and show them. Um, and that's really, I think that's it. Like. Just and show them other ways to wait. You don't have to just sit there, <laughs> build yourself up, sis and brother. Don't just sit there. I cannot stand that. I'm going back to the marriage thing because I cannot stand when they just be like, "You supposed to wait on God," and like you're just supposed to sit there like a bump on the log. No, sis. You know, like it's just show them, explain, tell. You know, show, show them the way. Anything else? Are, are you saying um, um, when you just said that um, show them, are you talking about for an unbeliever? Because um, I'm not trying to sound deep or anything. But, you know, if you have the Holy Ghost in, you know, um, and if you have that prayer, you know, life, that's the instructions you need. I disagree. Um, that's not that. I disagree. Um, the Holy Ghost does give you power, but it doesn't give you power to know all the keys and the, the answers to life. Um, so I don't agree that because you have the Holy Ghost, that's all you need. Um, that's really the, my short answer. That doesn't mean that it gives you power. Just, it just allows you to go through everything. You're going to have tests. You're going to have trials. I mean... I was going to say earlier, we were talking about like questioning God, come to, come to me, all these, all you that labor in a heavy laden, 
I would give thee rest. I think I right. skipped the word in that scripture. But there's a song that I love, the verse two, um, all what peace we often forfeit, all what needless things we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. So a lot of these scriptures and songs that we sing, mainly the Bible, the verses would not be there if it wasn't for us to take reference to them. They're there for a reason. So everything, life is not going to be great. It's pretty much what I mean. So we have the Holy Ghost and we know how to pray. But just like those times where, like Ayana said, she was getting frustrated when I get in the Holy Ghost. The scripture is going to be there to encourage her. Even though she said, all right, but she probably did say just like that. All right, well, you said you promised it to me and I'm not getting it. So I'm not going to get up here again. She probably said it just like that. But somewhere along the way, somebody had to talk to her or she had to get encouragement within herself. Like another song says, encourage yourself in the Lord. She had to get that from somewhere because she has nope. it now. You know what? So, because I feel like God knows what you need and he knows who you are, your personality and all about you. So God had it to go a different way to where I just got laid hands on and got it that way. So I feel like my God, point is, but there you you got the Holy Ghost because you made God's approval. So there's correct. something on the inside that you didn't let go of knowing that he yeah, gave you that promise. Says, look, you told you. Come on now, you had it inside because if you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have received it. You have to have an open heart in order to receive it. If somebody was to ask me right now, how do you get the Holy Ghost? I'm like, I keep, it's a gift that's promised to you. What I can tell you is, when I got it, I said, I don't care who, don't leave off this altar with it tonight. I am leaving with it because I knew I wanted it. So it had to be something that you didn't let go of on the inside. It was the promise. So there are scriptures and references that we know in the Word and songs that we know to keep hold of that knows like, okay, you know, this is going to carry me through. So having the Holy Ghost and praying itself, I don't think that's enough to carry us through. We, I always say God gives us each other. And I think that's scripture too. God gives us each other um, to go through. That's why we're here. That's why that transparency is needed. So that's the way I look at it. Can I piggyback? Um, yeah. Um, okay, so um, my definition, also my sister had put something um, just trusting in his word is what, um, what she thinks. Um, my, de my definition of mercy is the grace that we don't deserve. Um, and I say that because um, if God can give us grace, you know, to, like God gave Paul the grace to, you know, handle the thorns that was in his flesh. God can also give us the grace to handle his um, instructions, handle his um, waiting in the process of, um, you know, uh, that. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. But, you know, I honestly think um, that would be more so for get direction. When you say show them for unbeliever because... You know, even with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will um, put people in your life. He will know, you know, he will let you know who you need to remove, who you need to replace, because he will reveal it. Re reveal, reveal, remove, and replace. And I'm, 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 I'm getting somewhere, um, and I say all these things because um, I just honestly think that the Holy Ghost should be able you know what I mean? Yes, we need um, a second voice, you know, advice, you know what I mean? But if we have um, instructions and if we have dynamics and stuff like that, um, we should be able to also um, dwell on the power that we do have. For an unbeliever, for, for an unbeliever, yes, show them. Yes, direct them, you know what I mean? Because we should already know you know what I mean? And that's for somebody that's single or, you know, married. But yeah, that's what I have to piggyback on. Any um, last comments or anything in regards to just the topic in general? Um, we should have called it waiting on the Lord. <laughs> Any last comments from anybody? I just want to say, I, I think, think this was a really good uh, topic on tonight. I enjoy all the questions and stuff. Um, and it really, like, you know, causes you to think. I'm glad you guys are back. Bubbles is happy. I'm sorry. The, the people don't know me as Bubbles. They know me as Cardi. But Bubbles is now happy. Now they know. <laughs> 
I want to say thank you, um, Blake, for, um, you know, texting me to ask me because, you know, um, I like how we all can, you know, we can, I wouldn't call it a debate, you know what I mean? I wouldn't call it a disagreement. I would just call right. it discussions, you know what I mean? Because with things like this and discussions like that, I don't think no answer is wrong. I really don't. I don't think anything that we said, you know what I mean, it can be a wrong answer, you know what I mean? Because, you know, one of our questions or answers, some you never know, somebody can be watching and, you know, mine may not make sense to one person, but it may make sense to the next, you know? So, um, I will say, I, I, I thank you, you know, for inviting me. Um, and I hope this won't be the last, um, invitation, but I definitely, you know, and it helped me too. It was the questions for me. I enjoyed it. So whoever came up with these questions, it was amazing. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Never mind. Forget that word. I can never <laughs> get it, you know, but yeah, y'all know, y'all know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I will say I definitely um, enjoy not even just this conversation, but more of the the encounter with God because God is pleased with this. You know what I mean? We may be discussing discussing it or whatever, but you know, God is definitely pleased because I can you know I can feel that wholeheartedly for real. So I definitely can say this is really, you know, something that's needed for such a time like this, you know, this generation, you know what I mean? Because it's definitely some good um, nuggets for the people. Yeah. Uh, we got anything to say? No, ma'am. Just don't go and sign it for that card and say it was God's timing when you know you can't afford it. Okay. But no, I pray somebody be blessed. You know, just build yourself. I, I, well, when she said, I, I, I do agree with that. I, I'm, if somebody go to a car and left off the lot with zero payment, zero dollars payment, that confuses me. <laughs> Like you walk off the lot without putting no payment down. That's confusing. I I definitely disagree with that. And I, I'm saying I'm I'm disagreeing it with it spiritually because if you can just walk out of a car, I mean walk off the drive off the lot, I'm sorry, with a car with zero payments, zero dollars down. Mm -mm, I don't think that's of God. <laughs> Some people do. I really don't understand. Crack it up. Go ahead. I don't really understand how that's not of God. How she can elaborate. Latonya said, oh, I did it. it did. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the seriousness of her tone. She was dead serious. I just don't understand how because God can't be in that. People, people, I mean, I, all right, if I can be more precise. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. My, y'all I ain't do good in English. <laughs> but it's all good. I graduated, so that's all it matters. But um, anyway, um, I'll say people. I right, I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about the people that have conversations with the uh people that signing them off. You know what I mean. My question is, how do you know they had conversations? I just, I mean. I just disagree. I'm sorry. We can shift. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm cracking up. I should have had a whole, um, you know, I should have had it in, you know, but yeah. Because every time I went to the dealership, I had to put down a lot. <laughs> so, and I, and when you said, you said, you said, if God, um, you said something in that nature. You said something about um, if God didn't tell you to get that car and you got it anyway. Mind you, that zero payment that you didn't put down, that can be a catch. Okay, you want the car? Okay. Now this payment is about to be like a thousand a month. God, I can't. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you did say if God didn't tell you to do it, but you did it anyway out of not being patient, then hey. Now you have to now 
You never know. You could be looking outside in a repossession man out there. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, I ain't gonna say all jokes aside, but this is not a joke. I'm really serious. Um, I will say this is really, really this is really good. All right, so I'm gonna leave it on um these last few words. So these are um or something that I found. Uh a couple questions that we should ask ourselves in our process of waiting or say getting impatient. Um, how can, uh, let me see, is there anything that needs changing in my life or anything you want to teach me in this moment? How can you use this experience to help someone else? Um, Laura, is there something that you want to show me about your character through this? Um, how can I love you more deeply and become more like you in this process? How can I bring you glory in this situation? So those are just a few questions that we could ask ourselves on our process of waiting on the Lord um, and be of good courage, as the scripture says. Um, so we are done. Questions are done. Uh, thank you all that have been watching. Hopefully you have been uh, edified, but not to be too deep. Hopefully you got something out of it. We just, you know, giving our opinions um, and feelings and thoughts. And hopefully, you know, it helps somebody. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll be back. I don't want to give you a date because I don't want to lie. So hopefully we'll be back soon. Um, and again, you can watch this on YouTube, streaming on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and a bunch of other places. So y'all be blessed. I see y'all.